Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 159. Welcome back, Adamantimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today to what is our season finale episode. But fear not, for we will be back at the end of January. That's right, season number six will start at the end of January, which is crazy to think that I've been doing this for half a decade already. But it's just been the most unbelievable, awesome, opportunistic experience. And always at this episode, at this time of year, I like to take a moment to thank you, the listeners, for without you, there'd be absolutely no point on me even doing this. And because of you, it motivates me to keep doing it and to keep hustling and always searching for new opportunities. So thank you guys for tuning in. Whether you've listened to 159 episodes or this is your very first one, I thank you. And a thank you, of course, to all the guests that have been on the podcast. Of course, without you, there wouldn't be any episodes. And of course, we can't forget about the publicists and managers and all those people who help set up these episodes. I thank you too. Also couldn't do it without you guys. And every year I'm surprised by the opportunities that come our way. So I am absolutely stoked for season number six. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we have an amazing episode for you today. But before we even get to that, we have to talk about the World Cup final. If you've been listening to this podcast at all in the last month, you know that I've been absolutely obsessed, especially because Canada made the World Cup. And even though the teams that I cheer for were eliminated, that final between Argentina and France was unbelievable, basically ending in a 2-2 draw in regular time, a 3-3 draw after extra time, and Argentina winning in a penalty shootout. Lionel Messi scoring two goals in his last World Cup appearance, and Kylian Mbappe scoring three goals, basically saying, whatever you can do, I can also do. It was basically a win for everybody, unless you were French, because it was the most unbelievable game. I think it was easily the best World Cup final that I've ever seen. Most people say it was the best World Cup final of all time. I've heard some sports sites going as far as saying it was the best soccer game ever, or best sports game in general ever. It had every storyline, every piece of drama you could imagine in a game. And uh, it was just, it was exhausting. It was just so dramatic. It was so back and forth that I, I flip-flop sides like maybe three or four times during the game. Typically, uh, I would much prefer the French team. But me, like many other people, wanted to see Lionel Messi, the GOAT, just seal that legacy and end the debate of who's the best in the world, the greatest of all time. So when Messi would score, I was like, that's it, he's the best, it's amazing, they should win. But then when Mbappe would come back and score another, I'd be like, oh, now I want to see this comeback, France, come on. So as a neutral, I, as anyone who was a neutral, anyone who wasn't from France, you pretty much got to win because it was the most exhilarating soccer game I think I've probably ever watched. And that's it, that's another World Cup in the bag. Uh, until 2026, in which case it's it's here. It's here in Canada and the U.S. and Mexico. So obviously very excited for that. I'll definitely do my best to attend. Uh, again, I went to the 2014 World Cup in Brazil, and I'll be super excited to watch Canada in that in that tournament as well. And the great news for all you non-soccer fans is that you won't have to listen to me talk about it anymore for <laughs> at least four years. So if you're here for the music, let's get into today's episode. For our season finale episode, we have a big one. One that I also really, really enjoyed. We've got American Idol winner and country star Chase Beckham 
right here on the Adamantium podcast. I met up with Chase here in Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena. He was opening up for Luke Combs and we had a really great chat. He was also in a great mood that day because uh, his song 23 had just gone platinum here in Canada. And if I can be as bold to say so, I think I made a new friend that day. So very excited to share this episode with you. There's some great information, some great background into Chase's life and music, as well as a good amount of joking around. And if you're new to Chase's music, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. And that's five of my favorite songs that I've picked out that you could check out before or after the interview. So we're going to start that with Chase's newest single. It's called Keeping Me Up All Night. And then I'm going to recommend the song Doing It Right that came out early in the year on his debut EP of the same name. And then I'm going to recommend the single Tell Me Twice that also came out earlier this year. I'll also recommend the duet he did with Lindsay L. It's called Can't Do Without Me that came out last year. And lastly, I'm going to recommend that platinum hit 23, which he actually performed and won American Idol with. And that's it. So if you're a Chase Beckham fan that is tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for checking us out. I mean, a little bit ironic that you chose the last episode of the season, but like I said, we'll be back. And there are plenty, plenty of episodes in the archive that you could check out. We've had quite a bit of country stars actually on the podcast this year. So if you do enjoy the episode, we would love for you to hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. All right, let's get this show on the road and get into today's interview. Thank you guys again so much for supporting us this past year and over the last five years. And of course, I cannot wait to bring you some more interviews in the new year. And of course, wishing you a very blessed and happy holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Adamantamaniacs. God bless you all. And here's episode 159, our season finale episode with American Idol winner Chase Beckham. Enjoy everyone, and we'll see you next year in 2023. So we're here with Chase Beckham. Thanks, man, for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. So uh, first thing, before I get into any of my questions, I was just told that you just got awarded with a platinum record. Yeah. Here it's in the first, first one. Which, uh, <laughs> what does that feel like here in Canada, right? That's. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it was pretty, I'm sure off Canada we'll see it, but it was an emotional moment for me. I've never, you know, gotten uh, any big uh, awards or anything. Well, so it, one definitely. of your boys was just telling me it's the first time anything physical was was actually yeah. given to you. <laughs> yeah, it's. So, I think the only trophies I ever got were like participation <laughs> type trophies. So, um, and I always wanted to be the most valued player, and I want, but I just wasn't much of an athlete and stuff. So it was it was really rewarding to get something like that. Very cool. Well, they were saying, and I was surprised. Like when even for winning Idol, they didn't give you anything physical to to bring home. No, they got to do something about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you don't want that sitting on your mantle. Yeah, piece. I was like, I, I, I thought you would, but yeah, you know, I've always given them a hard time about that, and they're great. Everybody from that show is amazing, but I just always tease them. I'm like, I don't have anything. I could just say that I did it. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't prove it other than like yeah, you know the. It's just nice to have something tangible of course, to I mean, hang on the of wall, course. and then you know to give to your kids or whatever. Are you like a collector at all? Do you? Have. Um, I mean, uh, there's definitely stuff that I keep that's yeah. like, like uh, 
homesick stuff or it's just uh, just type of stuff that reminds me of home or little stuff from my childhood and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really collect too much. I mean, I, I collect a lot of guitars. Right, so which is pretty cool. Like that, pretty yeah. cool thing to have a collection of, though. Guitars Useful things to have a collection of, too. Yeah, I have a lot of records and a lot of guitars and a lot of fishing fishing poles. Right, okay. <laughs> so. Very nice. That's what I collect. Well, we were just saying, man, like the last two years, your life's probably flipped completely upside down. You know, winning Idol first, you know, new single out, new EP out, yeah. you know, now touring with Luke Combs. Like, tell me what it is that you're most excited about, most grateful for at the moment. Just being here and just being uh, being present, I think, is the, the greatest gift that you can. I mean, I think so much of us, it's so easy to get caught up in all the things that you're mm-hmm. doing. But every day is, you know, it's... Uh, a blessing to get to wake up and do what you love but it's just a blessing to get to wake up and be present and be mm-hmm. a, you have the opportunity to do whatever you want in a day you mm-hmm. know? it's like you can make someone's day better and you can help people out and I think for me it's just the coolest thing it's just being in the present right now and, and kind of trying to soak it all up mm-hmm. um, I've had Is a lot that... of ups and downs in my life so it's like I've learned to appreciate the good times when they're here and I think right now I'm in a very good part of my life and I'm gonna you know enjoy it as much as I can is it difficult some days with you know all the press and media being taken one city to the next? Is it is it difficult some days to be present and enjoy the moment kind of? Um, with some of that stuff, it can make it hard. Usually, I don't I don't do a whole lot of uh, I tour a lot, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. on the road. Um, obviously, I I love to entertain radio and have radio come and visit. Um, but a lot of the time I'm just working and touring. Um, so whenever it does get to where I'm doing a lot of media and, you know, we're going to be bringing 23 to the radio. So it's like my media presence is kicking back up. <laughs> it's right, like I'm yeah. talking to people and stuff again. And, um, it's just another part of the game that mm-hmm. it's like, I love touring. I love playing uh, on stage. I love writing songs. I love going to the studio and recording music, which used to be one of my least favorite parts. And now mm-hmm. something that I love the most is getting to go actually make the music and make a record. Um, I've always said that, you know, I think this is another famous musician, I forget who it is, but he said that we we get paid to do all the all the stuff that you don't want to do, that's what you're getting paid for. That's <laughs> like the actually traveling yeah, and yeah. you're doing all the other stuff that you that you might not want to be doing. He's like, you know, it's a treat to get to go up on stage and play for mm-hmm. an audience that wants to hear you sing. So yes. it's like that I'd do it for free. You wouldn't have to pay me at all. But right. yeah, it's all the other stuff that that is involved with it sometimes. I mean, I'm sure it's probably what deters a lot of people from this career is when mm-hmm. you go from doing a show like American Idol um, and then getting into the real business of things and actually mm-hmm. grinding and going and playing shows. It's a little bit of a different world. And so I can see how some people might not want it. Like, you yeah. get a taste of it, and it's it's a lot. And you might want to, like, say, oh, this isn't for me. So tell me, tell me what, what happens after you win American Idol. So you're in this basically probably, I imagine, like a bubble for a month or two doing the show or a few months doing yeah. the show. Then you win, you're handed a record deal. What happens next? Are you kind of like, yeah, man, thrown out on your own or what? Um, <laughs> uh, not not necessarily. I don't. I wouldn't say that. Um, I'm lucky because I met a lot of really, really like people who uh, believed in my music mm-hmm. uh, right off the bat. And um, for the first year, Broken Bow Records had rights. Uh, BMG had rights to the American Idol winner, mm-hmm. which was a big deal because that's what got me with my record label. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, for the first year they had uh, the direct pick if they wanted to sign somebody. So the record label, I met with them and it was very much a mutual thing. Like, you know, I met with uh, the president of the label and 
started talking with everybody and meeting the team and stuff and it was a mutual uh, mm -hmm. we, we all liked each other and so it was like okay yeah let's go on with this and I think they had the same reservations too about signing somebody from you know a TV show and they're like well, right. how's this, how this going to work and stuff but um, I met with them and I sang them my songs and they liked them and at the time I think 23 had a few million streams mm -hmm. and so from the time that we've you know signed with them I signed with management signed with you know my talent agency and everybody and did all the business um, started touring again and you know that record just kind of took off on its own mm -hmm. and has done um, more than I could ever imagine it to do so uh, no I, I didn't we kind of just I didn't get thrown out or anything they, they helped me uh, you know, lock in with the label, and then um, I got my management, KP Entertainment, Carrie Edwards, yeah. who's amazing, and then um, everything kind of fell into place. I just assembled a team right away. Like, mm -hmm. as soon as I was off the show, I had management figured out, a business manager to help me with my finances, and all that stuff comes into play. All the stuff you don't really pulling think Pulling that yeah. yeah, getting that stuff set up immediately is like, I think that was my biggest, uh, that was one of the smartest things I could have Right, done, right. Know? So... Do you, you said, you know, like you had a lot of support from the beginning, you know, one of the, I think, personally, what I think is one of the most incredible things about your journey from American Idol to being a touring musician is that not only did you win American Idol, but you won it on original song and you were the first person to ever do that. Do you think that that, you know, helped maybe giving comfort to people and taking you on like, oh, this guy, we already know he can write his own music. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of music whenever I moved to town that I was like, you know, listen to all my songs. Right, and, yeah. Um, we did a lot of writing around and a lot of, um, I met a lot of Nashville songwriters and started getting in the songwriting scene and, and learning a lot about songwriting and the craft of it and everything. And, Before? Um, no, 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 well, after, after. Okay. After. I think that me, I was so willing to dive into that community that, and get yeah. to know everybody and they asked me I think towards the beginning like what I was willing to do what I wasn't mm -hmm. willing to do and I told them you know I said I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to be the biggest and the best at, 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 in this genre I want mm -hmm. you know I don't want to just hang out and it's not like I don't have like an ego about that or anything I just mm -hmm. want to work as hard as I can to yeah. achieve as much as I can Nothing in my wrong career with that. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't then I'll go out on my shield and I tried and that's and I'd rather do that than be mm -hmm. like I you know, half-assed it or whatever. Right. So um, I think I kind of just told them, like, hey, I'm willing to do whatever I have to do mm -hmm. to make this thing go. Like, I have this momentum. I don't want to lose it. And mm -hmm. I realized this wonderful opportunity. Yeah, they probably want you to push something out pretty quickly yeah. after I And so, uh, you know, I went right into town and got right to work and started working with uh, songwriters and writing music and recording, touring, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that just the work that I've been putting in, um, obviously, I think that... It's just, you know, I, I'm i trying to hold up my end of the deal with them. It's yeah. like, you guys take a shot on me, you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll do everything that I can to, to make this. I mean, obviously, too, you were no newcomer to writing songs. Like, I mean, 23 has, you know, uh, I think what people resonated so well. Like, it had, it felt like it had veteran writing skills in it. And yeah. I mean, it also comes from a very deep and personal place, which is what people relate to. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, like, you had some skills to back you up. Yeah, I wrote, Already, like, yeah, I wrote music for six six to seven years before mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I wrote 23. Mm -hmm. So I've written, probably by then I've written over 100 songs, you know. Right. Just uh, 23 is, I guess even a blind squirrel can find a nut sometimes, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> right. I've written a ton Did of Did you know them. when you wrote 23, like, you know,
this is a, no. this is a great song. You no, know, no. What? Well, so, what made you choose that one to bring on to Idol? Um. Well, I played. I didn't really play that song. So that song, it is a very personal song. Of course, I wrote it about yeah. my life and what it's, what it what it means to uh, you know kind of come from the, the upbringing that I come from. And mm-hmm. um, at the time I'd written it, it wasn't something that I ever wanted everybody to listen to. Okay, you know, it was just a song, and I thought it was a decent one. Was it maybe Actually, like more therapeutic I, when you? Yeah, wrote it was it? therapeutic. Yeah. And my my girlfriend at the time, I remember uh, we were. We were breaking up, and she was moving all of her stuff out of the house, and um, and I had written that song while she was out doing something, and she came back to pick up the rest of her stuff, and uh, I played that song for her right after I wrote it. I think I wrote it in like 15, 20 minutes. Wow. And um, I scribbled these words down and had the riff, and then when she came in the house, I played it for her, and thought it was going to, you know, it was like, yeah. but it didn't. <laughs> Uh, you know things after that went really bad for me even after I'd written the song you know my life spiraled more and more out of control ended up in jail and it was bad trouble and it wasn't a good go in my life so I think it was a song that for me it was like I I wasn't proud of that's what that it was so true obviously Mm -hmm. too was the biggest problem is that it was was such a true song to me so I wasn't someone I was like hey everybody look at this like this is a big old hit it was like a very personal thing I showed it to a couple friends and um a couple friends of mine told me they said that's going to be on the radio one day and this was before I ever mm-hmm. auditioned for American Idol or thought about it yeah and my buddy said that's going to be on the radio and I remember looking at him like you know you're crazy like yeah. get out of here that'll never happen this song would never play on the radio yeah and um it kind of as Idol got going and everything started you know coming to coming together uh, my story was getting aired on the TV and um I sent them that song some of the other songs I had and uh yeah, they were just pretty much like, that's the song you have to release. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple other ones that I had written that um, I thought, even after I cut 23, we listened back to it, and I was like, man, we should have cut one of those other yeah. songs. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. And lo and behold, we dropped it, and it just went crazy. Yeah. And um, that felt really good. Yeah. Know, after a long, long, hard few years, of it course. felt really good yeah. to finally start winning in life. I mean, it seemed like you had, I, I you know, I watched those clips from American Idol of, of your story and it seems like you had a really supportive family and, and like myself uh, it appears you're a bit of mama's boy yeah yeah man. <laughs> like myself and uh, you know and also just coming from like uh, having a hands-on hard-working job do you think that that kind of prepared you for fame and 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 you know being in the public eye now like having that to ground you I don't know. A lot of people say that. I don't feel that famous. Like, that's what they asked me earlier today. They said, what's it like being famous? I was like, am I famous? I don't, <laughs> I don't feel any... Uh, I feel like I've achieved great things. I don't think I'm anywhere near finishing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think that um, the... I think that the hard work and the discipline that I learned from uh, my grandfather and my father mm-hmm. and, um, you know, people who taught me how to do construction and how to work and... Um, how to go out and make money for yourself and how to take care of yourself. I think that kind of stuff definitely set me up for having the right attitude. Whatever yeah. you do, man, my papa used to tell me this, whatever you do, if you're carrying wood mm-hmm. at a job site, carry wood better than all the guys around right. you. Can. So yep. if, you know, Tony picks up two pieces, you pick up four. Right. And you carry four over. And, yeah. you know, and that's how you, that's how you work. Mm-hmm. It's like you outwork everybody on the job, work harder, 
don't outdo yourself, but outdo it. No one's going to outwork you by the time you walk off the job site. Right. So I very much have that mentality of like with songwriting and stuff. I was going to say, so how have you been able to apply that to I think what just, you've made so far? It just goes right hand in hand with it. I think it's okay. part of like who you are. It's mm-hmm. like if you either... I'm very lazy too in some aspects. I was gonna say, does that mean like putting in extra time at the studio? Or yeah, what? yeah, I'll do like if we're gonna do a song, like I'll put in extra time at the song, and if mm-hmm. we do, a, you know, studio time or songwriting or touring. I mean, I think the biggest one is usually, you know, you get asked to do, uh, you know, hey, do you want to do an interview? Or, mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to do? Uh, and it's gonna make your morning crazy, but would you want to run over here and do this, and then come right. over here and do this, and then you also have a show today, and it's all this mm-hmm. other stuff, and very easily be like no, I don't want to do that yeah but it's like if you want to be you know you got, like I said when I work everybody do the best you can give yourself the best shot you got to take all every opportunity, opportunity you can yeah. and make the most out of it and I think that's what I you know can apply from like my career yeah and my jobs prior is just like every opportunity has led me to here so it's if you you don't have to o- go through every door but at least open it and look and on, see what's on inside. the other side my yep. stepdad used to tell me that and I think that's a that's a really big thing in life I think so too. You don't gotta go through it, but at least see what's there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know. I agree with that mentality like wholeheartedly. Um, now that you've now put out your first EP, "Doing It Right," came out in in April. It's your first kind of it's your first collection of songs mm-hmm. um, that have been out on on streaming services and whatnot. Um, do you, now that the kind of dust has settled on the release of it, were you how do you how how are you feeling about the release? Were you nervous about about it coming out or? Um. Yeah, I was nervous. I think you want it, you want it to, you want everybody to obviously like it and everything. Mm, yeah. I think I really enjoyed the songs and and especially where I came off of a show and my life had gone from doing a really bad tank to you know completely changing and I was having all these wonderful things happen to me I think that those songs kind of embody where I was at in that mm-hmm. time period just perfectly because a lot of them are high energy and more yeah. fun and um, I think that's what I was feeling at the time and then we just recently got to go back in and cut again in October and I'm just really excited about this music because I think it speaks so much to who I am as an artist in a whole not mm-hmm. just how I'm feeling at one period of time and I love I love the release and like I was so nervous just to get it out there but um, I was very proud of it whenever it came out yeah. and everything. It was something that I was I was glad to put out a whole bunch of music and um, but like I said with some of the stuff we've just done recently, it's like I'm so excited about this to stuff get it, and yeah. to get it out and to kind of just um, it sits in a little bit of a different lane than the last EP and I think it just kind of gives you a better idea of like mm-hmm. what kind of an artist I am and you know what what I'm willing to do what music I'm trying to make right. and stuff so is this another EP or, a, or are you going towards a I think I'm going to single length? out yeah I want to single out some music and, and really focus on driving a couple singles and just okay. like getting the most as a, giving some a couple songs the most love I can give right. them on social media and um, stuff like that and just driving the songs and mm-hmm. then I think the goal is to release either another short EP or um, we might be looking into actually producing a full length album so that kind of just depends on okay there's a lot of conversations what happens next next? yeah Yeah, i mean you just you just put out a a new single a couple months ago keep me up all night when i listened to this song it kind of it kind of reminded me a little bit of 23 Mm kind of comes from that same place in the heart 
Yeah. And um, what I really liked about it too is how visual it was. I could kind of picture, you know, there was some very visual lines like being able to smell the perfume in the sheets yeah. and hearing the tiptoeing in the hallway, that kind of thing. Yeah. Is that something that you've always been a part of your craft in songwriting or is that something you picked up along the way? Like being able to almost, you can almost see the, see the song happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think so. I think that that's something. I mean, like I said, every song is so uh, so individual to itself that there's just so many different lines it can take. But hopefully you paint a picture enough to where someone gets a vivid idea of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's cool about a book or if like a movie or anything. It's like you read a book and you paint that picture inside of your head. And that's yeah. why so much of us get disappointed when we see the film. Is because in our I've been our brains. This is how this person looked, yeah. and this is how the house was, and this mm-hmm. is how you created it in your head. So I think that's the cool thing about music is you can take a song and paint a picture however you want. You yeah, know, and make it even something. just how you relate to it. That's why, yeah. you know, it's uh, you always hear artists say, you know, I love it when fans come and say, you know, this helped me get through that, and it's not at yeah. all what they wrote it about, but it's helped them get through something. Well, 23 is yeah. interesting because it's a song that's like a lot of people like to party and drink to that song and it's not like a... Right. It's, it's, a, it's a very sad <laughs> song. So it's yeah. like everybody gets fired up when they hear it and I yeah. love it. It's because like it's a like, song that is saying I'm kind of done with that. <laughs> it kind of makes it easier for me yeah. to, uh, to, to sing it and have fun. You know? Yeah, right. I've had my, you know, I think the song at the time, it was like I had, I had drank so much that I was like... You know, when you drink so much and you wake up, you're like, man, I never want to drink again. Right. And it was like one of those feelings when I wrote that song. So I think a lot of people, too, took that idea. It's like, oh, he's sober now. And it was like, I never really went through like a sober patch where I was like, oh, right. I'm sober up. I just, you know, really got my life together. As right. As opposed from going out, playing bars and drinking all the time. Right. Um, I still drink plenty of beer, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a much better career now that yeah. I, I take very seriously. And um, I think that that, that whole song... and. The way what it means to people and what it means to me, I think it's the coolest thing because yeah. it it really does embody that idea of it's whatever you want it to be and yeah. whatever it means to you. No one can take that away from you. Yeah, I love it. Um, performing wise, like obviously you you had a band before you were playing, and even in in twenty three, there's a line that played all the bars in this the southern lands. Mm-hmm. And, um, did it take much for you to adapt to kind of that next level up performing on live television? Um, in front of millions of people, in, right in front of celebrities, um, to going on big stages, filling, playing arenas now. Did that take adjustment for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd have to be crazy if you don't... If yeah. You, if you get on that uh, TV stage and your heart isn't beating like a thousand miles right. an hour right before yeah. you're about to sing, then maybe... I don't know. Like maybe you should or shouldn't be doing. I don't know what to right. say about yeah, yeah. that because I think just but about anybody. Was. Oh man, I think anybody who was up there, and I, I'd be blown away if anybody got up there and and wasn't, you know, absolutely nervous as can be because right, yeah. Um, when that light comes on you and there's the celebrities there and you're just like getting ready to sing and you're just like, all you can think about is I hope I remember the words. Yeah. I hope I don't mess up, and that's the last thing I think about when I perform on. Okay. Stages, I'm not like. So this man, is I almost, hope I remember the words to the right. songs. It's like I'll practice the same song over and over and over for TV, and I get there and I'm like, I hope I don't mess up the words. Yeah. And it's just like, you get in your own head. You of know, course. Doing TV, but so this is hard. almost less less this anxiety. Less, yeah, yeah. This is okay. There's an interesting thing, and most people I think who perform might tell you this, but if you play for a bar that's got maybe like a hundred people, fifty people, small mm-hmm. bar, fifty people in it, hundred whatever, small room, even a thousand, yeah, a thousand cap room. Um, 
you're gonna feel the pressure ten times more in that room than you are you can when see you, their when faces you walk up on this stage. Yeah, when you walk up on this stage, you're like, let's go. Like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Let's yeah. have a good time. But like, you go in those little ballrooms or honky tonks, and it's like everybody's right there. You can see them. You can see hear this. what they're saying. Yeah, uh, that's intimidating. Because, right. You know, you want here. It's just bright lights, right? Bright and lights, and yeah. you know, for the most part, and it's not that doesn't make it. It's like, oh, this is easy. Because right. it's still very much as of course. <laughs> but as far as what's more intimidating, I think doing a small well, and then with idol, venue. you have like Lionel Richie looking you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> like and once Katie you get Perry what's like, crazy is like yeah, once yeah. you get to know these people, it's like they're just the sweetest people. And I, right now, I think I'm. I still get scared whenever I, like I've been back to idol and I've sang for them. Yeah, I still get just as nervous, but. Like, I'll sing for Luke or, like, play my demos around him and stuff. Or I know he has to listen to him all the time because Carrie plays him. Yeah. But um, it's it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, man, I can't believe how nervous I was to, like, sing in front of you or, like, yeah. be around you would just make my heart jump out of my chest. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're, we're friends now, so it's a little bit I was going to say, did you ever get to go fishing with Yeah. Because yeah, no, I fished I, a few times, and okay. he's, uh, he's taken care of me as far as, like, he's he lets me fish out there at his little private spot whenever mm. I want so I'll take my boat down there and go fish and nice. he's uh he's been so just welcoming to me and nice um I've been to a few of his get-togethers at his house and stuff and just a very him, him and his family just really great people and um he's also like I said he's kind of stuck with me because I was able to get his manager to want to work with me yeah. Too, so <laughs> yeah so now so it's better like be we, friends. we end up in the same place a lot just because mm-hmm. but um yeah, he's uh, he's awesome. We just opened up for him uh, three days in Florida. Yeah. And um, that's just like being on the road with family. He's been so good to me. Amazing. What yeah. about with Luke? I know you guys performed on Idol together. Is that when that friendship kind of started? Or? Yeah, that's where I met Luke. And um, he was super, super supportive of me from when I met him and just uh, gave me a big old hug and great energy from him. And it was exactly what I would want like one of my idols to be, you know what I mean? Because I really looked up to him at the time and his music really, I grew up on country music, but mm-hmm. guys like him and Zach Bryan and Coulter Wall and Cody Jenks and, um, you know, I think Luke isn't in that red dirt, but he's he's also like radio country that's just yeah. badass. So yeah. it's like, I really loved what he was doing with country music. So his kind of stuff really pulled me back in. Mm-hmm. So when I met him, it was like a big deal for me. Yeah. I finally got to meet like somebody who I really look up to, love his music, and um, and get to sing with him too. Mm-hmm. And he was just so supportive. Got my phone number, texted me after the show, told me congratulations. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Um, it's, he's kind of been that way ever since. Called like They called a couple of days later, asked if we wanted to come do these dates, and I was like, absolutely, I would yeah. love to. So. It's uh, it's cool to meet people like yeah. that. You know, you, you, you've, I've heard Luke Bryan on the radio, you know, for uh, of course, forever, yeah. man. And he's just one of the biggest guys in country. And Luke comes too. And it's like you yeah. know, getting to go and be on tour with these guys. It's it's mind yeah. mind-boggling. Is it sometimes hard to, uh, <laughs> yeah, is it sometimes even hard to kind of, you know, pinch, is it like a pinch me moment every morning, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where I was just into like this, like, I don't know. It was a podcast like a bunch of like celebrities where they say like, "Oh, I get to go do these things. Yeah, I don't have to. I get to wake up and yeah. go to the gym, or I get to wake up and it's just like every day I wake up and I'm like, you know, oh, I get to go do this thing today with yeah. you know, uh, ET or whatever. I get to go do this thing at uh, I don't even know how to say the name of this arena, Scotia, Scotia, Scotia Bank. Bank. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> I don't want to uh, butcher it, but you know, like it, you know, most people here are actually not. Most people in Toronto aren't happy that it's called Scotia Bank. Really, because change it? names just like two three years ago what was it was it the air canada center for like 20 years that's easier for me yeah yeah i like that <laughs> yeah and there's a scotia bank 
uh, in Ottawa too. Their arena is called Scotiabank something, Scotiabank Center or something okay. like that. So it's like lots kinda, of two of them. Yeah, well, I guess frustrate some people. Just lots of money. money. (laughs) I'd say lots and lots of money. I mean, yeah, you get it. You wake up and you're just like, yeah. I mean, I gotta go to this place and and put on a show. Yeah, it's it's definitely a a humbling thing. I remember taking like five minute like water breaks, working construction, and just like hiding in a room, just like, yeah, don't want to go back. back. Yeah, darn sweat, just like you know all the stuff piling up out there. It's just like, oh, yeah. Someone comes and looks for you, and you're like, I'm coming. It's like that was my life for a long time yeah. you know so it, it's definitely a huge blessing to get to wake up i get to travel the country um mm-hmm. and internationally now internationally, with my friends yeah, yeah. and um meet fans and i mean you just really couldn't ask for had you better. been to canada before no, this is my first time. really i've never oh. been to mexico once so i've never okay. really left the country really wow well, you so. came to Canada and got a very typical Canadian experience. I love it. It's we like, got the snow yeah. today. That was great. I got a plaque. Um, we got Tim Hortons. I mean, we've had a great day yeah. so far. So. What do you think of Tim Hortons? I like it. You it's like good. the coffee? The coffee was good. Um, I wish I would have got a hot one because it was snowing outside. Oh, and I was so you like, got a nice got a coffee. Cap. Yeah, so, like, no, you know what? You're better to me. I, the the hot the coffee to, to me tastes like like garbage water. It's not good. I don't personally. I don't Can like. You say that. There's. On it? I know. I was gonna say. <laughs> it's funny. Like in Canada, people are I find are either 50-50, love or hate. Love it or hate it. So there's this like, there's this story that goes around that. So at one point, Tim Hortons changed their coffee. They changed the bean that they use in their coffee. Huh. And they say the rumor is that McDonald's bought the old Tim Hortons bean, and that's why a lot of people in Canada like the McDonald's coffee McDonald's now coffee better. McDonald's coffee is great. Yeah, it's different here than it is in the states. Is it? Yeah, I haven't tried. So it here. I haven't even been to. If a you McDonald's try the yet. McDonald's coffee here, the like the story is that's what the old what's, Tim Hortons coffee tastes like. What's the like. ranch situation here? Like, like getting like ranch dressing. Yeah, uh, it's been like, weird for me. Yeah, we don't. It's not the same affinity as it is in the you guys states. Don't love it. No, like we we're do. not like we still let we still eat it, but it's not like. But the I don't. Same. Everywhere I go, it's different. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. Like I feel like that's the problem. Like, what's if the you best guys ranch? Just had one all around great ranch that you shared with everybody. You, you guys know, would all love it. Yeah, we. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know I don't what to know, tell you about the ranch situation. Like McDonald's but, doesn't have ranch. Like if you they, dip, they might, but it's want, not like as much a if thing you here. Dip your nuggets in ranch. Not no, thing. that's not no. Here no. it's like sweet and sour, or yeah. like honey, or no, we're, we're yeah. ranch and barbecue. Yeah, sauce you guys or, barbecue barbecue. Sweet and big sour here. is a big thing too, but there's yeah. a couple of good barbecue joints around here too. We but. asked for we went to this place and Cameron got uh, he got chicken wings and they brought him chicken wings with Caesar dressing to dip his chicken like wings. Like the blue in cheese it. dressing, He's or like whatever. eating yeah. Caesar. <laughs> yeah, he goes, "Is this ranch?" I tipped my finger and it tasted. I said, "That's Caesar, yeah. buddy." Yeah. <laughs> A lot of times it's blue cheese. They have better McFlurries here? Or better mm. flavor McFlurries here? Okay. Yeah, they have like Score here. and what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Score bars. Score, Yeah, yeah. So Score yeah. McFlurries here. That sounds great. Real good, yeah. Real good. But yeah, ranch isn't so much... A th- it is... But like not so much a thing as I know it is in. I might Tim. I might make it pull a Tim Hortons and and get you guys going on a restaurant with ranch. Personally, the 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 hot coffee at Tim Hortons I think tastes like like trash water. It's not good. No, go to me. I I might have like 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 thousands of people unsubscribe now, but (laughs) 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 as I just did. But the yeah, blended one was I like great. Ice I caps are great. One, was, ice caps are great. Amazing. Yeah, and their ice coffee's good. But we got some little hot. donut holes. Yeah. This guy's been eating chili, so we, we got some chili with some yeah. cheese. That was okay. Good. Okay. Like, so fun. we were watching, it was funny, my fiance and I were watching a, like a, a, some, she was watching some wedding show, and it was, this guy wanted a, 
ranch fountain at his wedding. Like that was oh, one yeah. of his must-haves. That's and a little like over that. the top. <laughs> it is a little over yeah. the top. So it's like we love it. Like my girlfriend loves it. I love it. Like you, you know, you dip your chicken in it, your pizza. Uh-huh. You could dip just about anything. Pizza crust is always yeah. I oh, always yeah, use ranch on a pizza crust. crust yeah. A little fried chicken with some ranch, mm-hmm. man. Come on. So have you ever, before we wrap up, have you ever heard of a Canadian tuxedo? I'm wearing one. That's what I was going to say. You're wearing one right now. I think I've worn one every day since I've been here. Good, good. That's it. I was going to say, yeah, denim on denim. That's, yeah, uh, man. That's the Canadian tuxedo. I think so. that we stopped calling it that down home because it's like more. Do they call it that there too? Yeah, that's what it was. Oh. Like you, uh, well, I thought it was just here we called I'm it I'm from the West Coast, so yeah. in, in the East or the South, it's not as much of a thing. But on the West Coast, it's like if you see some dude in a denim and denim get up you'd mm-hmm. be like oh look at this guy in a Canadian tuxedo yeah. but if you're out out uh, east or south it's like very that's pretty common you see a lot of dudes wearing denim yeah. denim yeah yeah. I used to get a lot of they'd be like oh it has to it has to be the same denim and knobs see I, I feel the opposite if I'm gonna wear denim on denim it's gotta be too sh- like gotta I gotta wear black denim. jeans with, with the, the blue denim. with the blue jacket, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot. I got or else, like, uh, yeah. I got black denim. I got blue denim. I mean, yeah, I got... well, that's me too. I mean, <laughs> I got it all. So. But I got to mix and match. I can't do same tone, or else I feel like I'm wearing I think pajamas. This is close, but I don't think that they're the same. I mean, I got this one Levi's Canadian tuxedo that's all the same. Amazing. It actually looks kind of sick. I liked it. Shout out to <laughs> Levi's on that. <laughs> well, Chase, I, I think that's all the time I got with you. But man, Thanks, welcome, man. welcome to Canada. Yeah, Hope you have a great it, show man. tonight. Thank and, you. Uh, We'll find you some good ranch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can't wait. The Adamantium. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.